Grab a pen and open up the book of brilliant ideas. I'm about to write another chapter. Okay. This one, this one is great. This one could be the most brilliant of my brilliant ideas. Mm -hmm. It is a new restaurant chain, like a a restaurant that will be in every town. You're making this up, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's an idea. It's not, okay. Yeah, I'm giving away a brilliant idea. So you go to any town in America and you're going to find an Applebee's, probably an Olive Garden, a Chili's, something like that. Same idea. This restaurant needs to be as, the world needs to be as saturated with this restaurant as it is with those. Okay? The name of the restaurant is Kirkland's. Okay. Okay. And everything on- Can I tell you what I think you're going to say? If you want to be that sort of scene stealer, go ahead. I am guessing that you're going to say that it should be a restaurant with only things made by Kirkland brand Costco products. Exactly. Sorry. I do have something interesting to add to that, though. Mm. Did you see a news story this week that people- Yes. That's what inspired it. The news story, if you didn't see it, was that a restaurant should I got- tell, Should I tell the news story? You, okay, you, scene stealer, yeah. Because <laughs> you stole the thunder of my Kirkland's idea? Yeah. No, you can tell the story. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, it's go ahead. I don't even want to be in the show anymore. <laughs> the yeah, upside, it's the upside with Callie and more Callie. Uh-huh. Pretty much. Uh, there was, people were really mad because they found out, I think someone outed on TikTok, a restaurant was charging like- 18 bucks for a piece of cake or something only. And it said homemade on the menu. It was Kirkland brand Costco cake. Now I have to tell you, in my opinion, if I go to a restaurant, I don't care if something's homemade or not. It just has to, it has to taste good. It has to taste good. Right. I agree. No one does it better than Costco. Like Publix is right there. But mm, Publix baked goods are better than mm. than Costco baked goods. Have you done a side by side comparison? Like, have, have you had Costco cake? No. Okay, Costco. We'll but do the it. problem with the Costco cake, like you can go to Publix and you can buy a little box that has like two pieces of cake in it or two cupcakes. If you go to Costco, you're getting like the smallest thing you can walk out of there with is nine dozen cupcakes we're or go- a wedding cake. We're going only on flavor. Okay. So people get really mad because they're like, well, that's not homemade. It's Kirkland brand. First of all, I say, who cares? If you go to a restaurant, you're paying for the restaurant experience. Like how much the restaurant paid for the food or where they got it to me is totally irrelevant. So I'm like, yeah, go on with your bad self. If Kirkland's does it better than you do. Yeah. And I'll eat it. And I got to tell you something, person who's complaining about that price at the restaurant, you know, the uh, Coca-Cola that you're sipping on that you paid three and a quarter for. It costs the restaurant 25 cents yeah. to make that. You know, the, the $4 beer you're drinking costs them a buck. So welcome to the world retail markup. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for something called Zapier. And I think that's how it's pronounced, but it's it's a computer thing that allows you to automate certain tasks and 
it's my favorite thing because it plays so well into Jeff's love of systems. Yes. And it, like, so if somebody saves something to a folder, you can automatically send an email to a group to notify them. And I use it. I mean, it gets used every day. I am updating some sort of zap at least once a week and it makes my life so much easier. So I love that. My name is Callie Dollar and I'm grateful that my parents live so close to us. Right before we turned the mics on, we were having a conversation that I bet I bet that you listening struggle with this too. There are some people, and I feel like they're diamonds in the rough, that don't struggle with this. Jeff and I have the hardest time correcting people when they're wrong. And I don't mean fighting with people. I mean your order at a restaurant comes out wrong. The, or the example I mean, that, that I just used is if you went to a restaurant, if you went to like a sports bar and you ordered a dozen wings and a Coke and they bring you a cheeseburger and a Coke, I would apologize to them for them bringing the wrong order to me. I would too. I absolutely would too. And that's I'm true. so sorry to trouble you guys, but I, I, I know that I ordered the wings cause I've been thinking about them all day and you guys brought a cheeseburger. I know I'm sorry. No, That's not what you would say. You would say, Hey, I'm so sorry for inconveniencing you. I actually had the wings. Yeah. So sorry about that. So sorry. That's what you would do. I know why I am bad at that. I don't know why you're bad at that. I'm bad at that because I think inherently, and maybe other women struggle with this, I feel like if I correct someone on something, I'm going to get labeled as... The B word. The B Diffi word. Difficult. As difficult. And I don't even know why that bothers me because it, it doesn't bother me that much. I would rather get you know, I would rather have the ability to say things and be guilt free, but I can't, I can't correct other people, which gets into a problem because if you're in a work circumstance or something like that, that means you're saying, I'll just do it myself. I don't need to bring it to anyone else's attention, which is a really bad habit. I think I, and you know what? It's not just about, cause, cause the argument will be made that, in a restaurant or like in a service, you know, mistakes may be, are made, you know, can be made. And so you don't want to make the other person feel like, feel bad about it. But I, what started this is I had an appointment where the agreed upon time was 8 a.m. And the other person was 30 minutes late. But it wasn't even, they weren't even like 30 minutes late. They just said, uh, hey, heads up, I'm going to be there at 8.30 instead of 8. Like they, they weren't running late. They didn't get stuck in traffic. They didn't get a flat tire. They just, and I did not say, oh, we agreed on 8. Like I didn't, I didn't want to correct them because I assumed, right. and I, I dislike that about my, that could be. It's like a micro anxiety about yourself. That that's one of the top two or three things that I dislike about myself. And there's a lot of things I dislike about myself, Aww. but that's like, that's way that's up there. I wish I knew how to, and there's probably like, I could probably go on like a deep dive or like a self-help or like another podcast about this, but I have got to stop. Yeah. Apologizing for saying, Hey, this isn't done correctly, or this is wrong or whatever. This is a mistake. Yeah. 
yeah, I just get anxiety about even typing out. And then I spend like 20 minutes being like, okay, how do I say this? And then I'm like, no, 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 I'll just, I'll just correct it. I'll just fix it. So no one knows. I remember a friend of mine actually getting mad at me because somebody had come in. This is, this is, um, before you and I were even dating and I had somebody come in and paint a room at the house I had up at the lake. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where like the, the, it was like college kids painting, you know, like the sign was up in the grocery store where you'd tear off the number or whatever. And it was just one room. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to call these guys. And after they left, after they packed up, after I paid them and said, everything was fine. Um, I found out that a door that was propped open they didn't paint behind it. Like, I don't think it was, it, it certainly wasn't intentional. Right. You know what I did? Mm-hmm. Painted it. Rather than call them and say, hey, you guys forgot. I'm like, in the time it'll take them, because this is up at the lake, so everything's in the country, so everything's like 45 minutes away from everything right. else. By the time, oh, I don't want to buy, and my thought, my thinking was, oh, I don't want to bother them to come back for this. I could do it in the time it would take them just to drive over here. Yeah. So I- Put a little piece of tape on the molding. I put the plastic down. I painted it. It upsets me to this day. And I have a friend that I, you know, and I got to start spending more time with him because I haven't seen him much the past couple of years just because of everything that's going on. I got to like hang because he's the type of guy who if he orders soup at a restaurant and the soup comes out and it's not hot, he'll simply say, hey, the soup isn't very hot. Can you bring me a hot bowl of soup? No apology, not rude about it at all. He's almost polite. He almost makes the person who made the mistake want to correct it. Maybe it's just a confidence thing because I think there are people that are just inherently nice. They're like, hey, man, would you mind doing this? Or, hey, man, can you whatever fill in the blank? I don't know what the casual version of that is for women without apologizing. What would your parent? what do your parents do? They're, um, they're, they're at a sports bar. They ordered wings and burgers came out. What do they do? How do they, how do they address it? Or do they address it at all? Uh, oh, my mom totally addresses it. Yeah. My mom will send stuff. I mean, my mom is just like, you know, she's, she's just like, yeah. Hey, and she'll know, she knows the server's name. So she's like, Hey, Lauren, Lauren. So, and my mom would like talk through the whole thing and it would be like a whole five minute thing, but be really nice about it. Um, my dad, my dad would send it back. Would he? Uh-huh. Would, yeah. he, would there be an apology in there? Hey, so sorry. I know you're busy. I know the kitchen's swamped. I know it's- I know. My it's- dad would say something like that. He wouldn't apologize, but he'd be like, looks like you guys are having a really busy night. I actually ordered the club sandwich. Yeah. Can can you bring that out when you get a chance? Yeah. Or something like that. But yeah, they're, they're both like- Because I wonder if it's- Because my dad, my dad is- he always surprises me with the stuff that he gets fired up about. Like I could see it like at a restaurant, I could see it going either way. Like if something came out that he could tolerate, he might like just be like, I feel eh. like your dad's very like, I don't want to bug anybody. I don't. Right. But then sometimes he's like, uh, no, like he's written, he's like gotten on the computer and typed out letters or handwritten letters to companies who, uh, like I remember one year he bought a patio set. Okay. Furniture. And water got into the like chairs and were and and when it was coming, them. when he moved them at the end of the season, rusty water came out and he's like, 
uh, no, thank you. And like went back to wherever he bought him from. And they're like, yeah, sorry, we can't do anything. He's like, oh, want to bet? And he writes a letter. And I think I'm 90% sure they sent him whatever it was, new chairs, new tabletop, whatever it was. Yeah. They, they sent it to him, whatever yeah. the faulty part. So I don't, I do, I do not know where it comes from, but man, if there is a book or a podcast or a person, I would love to get a person on this podcast to coach us through that weirdness. The very first thing that happened to me yesterday morning in my morning routine is that I backed up to hear a crunch. Oh, now I knew exactly what it was because our mail person, I love her and she's awesome, but she has a habit of putting our packages right in front of the garage door. Do you know who it is that does that? Do you, I mean, I don't know that it's specifically her, but I see the same male woman every day. I've talked to her, but how do you know it's not like UPS or somebody? Um, cause we got a package the other morning at 6 AM, like from a USP. It wasn't our regular mail person. Yeah. We get random deliveries throughout the day. It's like, there's someone that opens our mailbox, but if not, Someone like a different person will make the rounds. We'll do packages and stuff, right? I don't think it was her, but anyways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem like something she would do. However, um, so if the package is small, I have before run over it. Um, but usually I know I just went fully back yesterday morning and I was like, all right, reverse, didn't see it crunch. And I was like, dang it. I didn't know what package it was. Last time I did it, it was closed, like no harm, no foul. And it was actually one of our upside merch items. So like, okay, that can be is, replaced. Is that the one I found? Cause there was one that you didn't even know you ran over. And when I left later that day in the drive, cause <laughs> the sun isn't even up when Kelly leaves for, for work. So, uh, it was something fairly flat, but there was a tire mark right across the Amazon envelope. Oh, yeah, no, I have had no idea that I did that. So that got my morning off to a rough start. And I did have like there was a sense of panic because it was one of the days where like I was running a little bit like 10 minutes behind. Oh, yep. But I was like it was a skincare product, which is not cheap. So I was like, do I take another 10 minutes to like clean it up and try to salvage what I can? Or do I just throw it in my car and call it a loss? Because... You know, who knows what's in it? Is there is there dirty tire? In it? I, I don't know. I decide to call it a loss. I throw it in my back seat, get in the car, go to work, turn on a curling iron. I know it's hot. I know it's hot. I'm the one that turned it on. I'm the one that put it in the position that it was in. In a moment of don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, I grabbed it with my bare hand. The hot end, mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. Is it one of those things where as your hand is reaching for the curling iron, part of your brain is telling your hands not to do it? Yes. And like, I don't know what that is because obviously I don't want to touch a hot curling iron. And yeah. part of my brain was like, that's going to hurt. And then I did it and it like singed my finger. So I had I had a water bottle right next to me and I stuck my hand in my water bottle. But come on, like. Yeah, that was just a rough start to uh, my day. And the funny thing is, I texted Jeff after I ran over the package. <laughs> I sent him a picture and I was like, well, I was like, I, I hate when they do this. And I this was not the way I wanted to start my day. And he literally wrote me back and said, well, it can only go up from here. And then I sent him a picture of my singed hand. Yeah. 
So I maybe I jinxed you. I did that the other day where um, I touched a hot cookie sheet, but my brain was telling me not to touch it as it's my so weird as my hand was reaching for it. It my brain was saying that's still hot, that's still hot, and of course I grabbed it and same There's thing. There's like a it's yeah. it's a weird time delay, and I don't know what that is. I yep. don't know if it's like exhaustion. I don't know. Um, so that's the first thing that happened to me yesterday. That was kind of like just. I just had my head in my hands. It went up when I got to work because now I am a tea drinker. Oh, are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying tea now? Okay. So I'm not enjoying tea. I'm lots enjoying- of, by the way, lots. I don't know if you've heard them all, but lots of voicemails came in over the past week or so about tea. And here's what I know about tea drinkers. No two people drink tea the same. There was no consistent Advice. Here's how you prepare your tea. Some people put a little bit of honey. Some people put a lot of honey. Some people put a little bit of milk. Some people put a little bit of coconut milk. Some people do this. Some people do that. Somebody said that they add maple syrup to theirs, which sounds so good. But I think if I drink that in the morning, I'll be asleep like all day. Um, But it does sound delicious. Somebody recommended, actually multiple people were like, okay, you have to get this brand. I don't know how you say it. Tazo, I think T-A-Z-O. Yeah. Um, and I see it. I, I found it at Target. They have it grocery stores, whatever. So get the lemon loaf. It's like a lemon pound cake, you know, with the icing on it. And I'm like, how could this taste so good, but not have like sugar and you know what I mean? Like a ton of junk in it. That's going to make me tired. Try it. It is delicious. It's tea drinkers, witchcraft. It's tea drinkers, witchcraft. And I went around my like office space, I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got to try this tea. And I like gave everyone like in my little area tea bags and someone texted me um, and was like, oh my gosh, I just ordered six boxes. That is the best tea ever. So I doubled down and I ordered every other flavor and I went to Target pickup because they have like a quote unquote dessert line. So I just ordered everything off the dessert line and I am determined to be a tea drinker. If you're having a rough week at work, I would like to say to you, no, you're not. Uh, the first you love this one, segment. Yeah, I just I like mean, to it's make not even an official segment, but you. <laughs> I love to make people feel better in their own misery. Mm-hmm. If you're having a bad time of it, just know that you're not this person. If you run over a package on your way out the door in the morning <laughs> right. and then burn your hand on a curling iron. If you are having a bad week at work, know that you are not Father Andres Arango. He is a Catholic priest in Arizona. And for the past two decades, he has been performing baptisms, thousands of them. And he would say, we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit when he, during the ceremony. I'm trying not to be a scene stealer. Why, why are you doing this again? Because I have strong, I have strong opinions about what you're going to say. So I'm excited to... Yeah. So Father Arango, I think I'm saying his name right, um, would say that sentence and then, you know, say that the probably in most cases the baby is baptized. Uh, It turns out that according to the Catholic Church, um, you're supposed to be saying, I baptize you, not we, because I represents um, Jesus and we represents a community. So it's supposed to be Jesus. And that means that all of the baptisms he celebrated over the past 20 years are invalid. Now I have multiple things to say about this. One is I did hear a perspective that technically, technically 
because it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that could be a we. So technically the we could it's, be I. Don't try to negotiate with Catholics. They don't. I grew up Catholic. There's no wiggle room in their Here's rules. the other thing. So like there's like offset panic, right? Because like what if you were baptized that way? What if your child was baptized that way? What if you got married with that mm-hmm. blessing, whatever? That people are saying maybe it's invalid, to which I would say, isn't the whole point of everything just the spiritual symbolism of all of it and not the words? I feel like the Pope could do something, and I feel like the Pope should do something, and here's why. By the way, Jeff, if you didn't know, is like our, the resident Catholic. He grew up Catholic. That's, I don't. I know nothing about the Catholic Church. But I don't even like claiming that title because You're I- Eastern Easter Catholic. I mean, Christmas, Easter, and even then I have, I'm just, I'm not that Catholic. I was raised Catholic. <laughs> I'm not that Catholic. I'm not a practicing Catholic. However, I do know people who are Catholic and who are, and anybody who is very, very religious. And here's where it's heartbreaking. Here's where this news is, is terrible. Imagine if you were a very Catholic family and you had your child uh, baptized by this priest at a few months old, right? That child tragically dies. Some Catholics believe that if you are not baptized, you do not get into heaven. So now the family has got to be despondent thinking that their child doesn't make it into heaven because of the baptism. The Pope, in my opinion, needs to do Pope things. I don't even know what it's called issue a decree or whatever and say, this, this was not intentional. But my whole point in the entire, without getting into a, like a, a, a religious debate about it, know that whatever you do this week at work, however you screw up, there is nobody talking about the Pope getting involved to fix it. So whatever you did is not that bad. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. What does Jeff Bezos do every night before bed? He puts his pajamas on. Bombas' mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. Bombas are my go-to everyday sock. I wear them every single day. I'm a huge fan of the performance no-shows. They perfectly hug your feet without feeling bulky or uncomfortable. I wear them while I'm working out in the morning, but also every day with sneakers, and they are perfect for both. They never fall down or move out of place, so they're not a distraction in my day, which is something you really don't think about being an issue until you find yourself at work taking off your shoe to readjust your sock every hour. Not something you need to think about during the day. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything you do. You can even search their website by sport for the ultimate performance fit. Socks, underwear, and t-shirts are three of the most requested clothing items at homeless shelters. That's why Bombas donates one item for everyone that we purchase. And that's something I'm proud to support. 
Go to bombas.com slash upside and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash upside for 20% off. Bombas.com slash upside. Every single morning, as soon as I get up, I go downstairs and I fill uh, a cup with 10 ounces of water. And then I put one scoop of athletic greens, the AG1 in that water, shake it up and drink it down. The whole process takes me less than a minute, but in that minute, I am giving my body everything it needs to thrive for the next 24 hours. I'm talking about 75 high quality vitamins, I'm talking about minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and more. All of this stuff helps with gut health, helps your nervous system, helps your immune system, your energy. If you're a fitness person who's working out a lot, it helps with recovery. It helps helps with focus. It helps with aging, all the things. And it's so easy. Like I said, beginning to end, the whole process takes one minute. If you would like to have this same process in your life, you can do so and you get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, plus a few travel packs with your first purchase by going to athleticgreens.com slash upside. That's athleticgreens.com slash upside. They've got over 7,000 five-star reviews. They're recommended by professional athletes, and they're trusted by leading health experts. Athleticgreens.com slash upside. Upside. It is February. The new year is still fresh, and it is time to get rid of things that don't serve you this year, like overdraft fees. When your checking account balance is running low, the last thing you need is an overdraft fee. But with Chime, an award winning app and debit card, you can save that hard earned cash without paying overdraft fees. Eligible members can overdraft up to $200 on debit card purchases and cash withdrawals with absolutely no overdraft fees. Make your first good decision in 2022 and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash upside. That's Chime.com slash upside. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Eligibility right requirements and overdraft limits apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases and cash withdrawals. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $200 by Chime. See Chime.com slash SpotMe. Here are today's three random things. My first random thing is Dr. King improvised the most iconic part of his I Have a Dream speech. Did you know that? I had no idea. I had no clue. Um, Apparently, when he was drafting his original speech, the dream language was like thought about, tossed around, but edited out. And he only got five minutes to speak. Well, I guess he gives a copy. And like, I know a lot of people who speak like to very important events and stuff like that. Like you give the press a copy of your speech. Right. So when he released his speech to the press, the I dream, like I have a dream speech wasn't in that. Um, and they weren't included, but when he arrived at the March, he was disappointed at the numbers that the media was reporting. Um, but by the time they reached the Lincoln Memorial, the numbers were so big and he was thought to be so inspired that he changed his speech on the spot. And that's what made his, when you say the numbers, you mean the attendance, like yeah. he thought it was going to be a smaller crowd when he yeah, arrived. Cause the media was there. like, Oh yeah, blah, blah, they're not, you know, showing up. And then by the time they got to the Lincoln Memorial, like everyone, like so many people had shown up and he felt really impassioned to say those famous words that we all remember. And that what he uh, is known for today. 
And my second random thing is Charles, also known as Chuck Harrison, was an American industrial designer, speaker, and educator, and he was the first black person to lead a design department at a major corporation. So he interviewed with Sears, and Sears said, look, you're really talented, but we can't hire you full time because you're black. Um, but he was hired as a freelancer and eventually became the first African-American executive to work at Sears. So they hired him as a freelancer and then he became like this huge bigwig there. Um, he became the manager of the company's entire design group. He was involved in the design of over 750 consumer products, including the portable hairdryer, toasters, stereos, lawnmowers, sewing machines, craftsman power tools, the measuring cup, fondue pots, stoves, and the first plastic trash can. Here's the coolest part of all of that, in my opinion. He was dyslexic and he wanted to make every product that he came up with intuitive so that zero people had to read the instructions. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, that is the best goal ever. Do you think stores like Sears will ever come back? Like where you can go in and get a drill, a refrigerator, a plunger, and pants. I've said this before. You know what? I really want to come back, although that doesn't solve the pants problem. And by the way, isn't can't you get all of those things at Costco? Valid point. Um, but it's not the same. You know what I want and, to come back? And you can get some fish at Costco. Service merchandise. Yeah, I agree. The color coding. Yep. The belt system. Yep. The little clipboard that you got to walk around with and write <laughs> your stuff. Yeah. The little clipboard. I'm totally into it. I remember going with my dad uh, when I was a little kid. And my third random thing is Chaka Khan sang the theme song to Reading Rainbow, the song we all know and love from when we were kids. And those are my three random things. If you have been feeling a little bit anxious or a little bit stressed and you haven't been able to put your finger on why, last night was a full moon. And... I think this has come up before, but th th sometimes this stuff doesn't stick on my brain. Um, full moons affect anxiety. It's really, really, really impacting Jeff. I have been so out of sorts. We talked a little bit about it on yesterday's show. I've been so out of sorts for like three or four days. And randomly, I was having a text conversation with somebody and she said, I can't wait for this full moon to be over because it's affecting my anxiety so much. And I was like, What? So I shared our text conversation on Instagram and so many people responded and said, me too. I don't know. I don't know any of the details. I don't know why. I don't know what the metaphysical thing that might be causing a thing that's doing a thing. No clue. But if you have been feeling some sort of way and you can't figure out why, just know that it'll probably pass in the next couple of days, hopefully. Now, if you are a lucky person like my mother who has never experienced anxiety before, can you kind of describe how you felt this week? No, it's this week has been rough. This this week is tough to describe. Normally, I describe anxiety for me is that feeling that you have in your stomach that you had as a child before the first day of school, before a really big, important event or like maybe on Christmas Eve, if you celebrate Christmas, where it's it's almost like this nonstop feeling of anticipation. Like adrenaline. Yeah, but it's frustrating because you're not, there's nothing that you're looking forward to or dreading. Like there's no, it's just this feeling of anticipation that something is going to happen. 
but there's nothing on your radar that would indicate something happening. You know what I mean? So, and that, and it's physically, for me, it's physically, that feeling is physically tiring. I mean, I've walked in the house every day so far this week and I've said to Jeff, Hey, and you're like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, what's wrong? You're like, nothing. I just, I'm just, I'm so anxious. And it just is like a big dark cloud over you. And I can see that. And I hate that I can't help it, but I'm glad to know that it's the moon and the moon will change. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Make sure you're subscribed to The Upside with Callie and Jeff wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. You know what I underestimated about being a parent? Hmm. Um, and I think it's obviously it's just going to become more and more of an issue. But having a because I know what Callie likes to eat. I know what I like to eat. But Ellie will try anything and we're trying to make a good effort to have foods, to give her foods, even foods that we don't care for. Like neither Callie nor I, neither one of us like mushrooms, but we'll try to have like a dish. Like if we have a dinner affair meal that comes with mushrooms, normally we would leave that out, but we would cook some of them now and give them to Ellie, right? Um, we, re- that like four times this week, I've gone to the fridge to try to make some Ellie something new and there's no options. I underestimated how much variety would be required in the menu of feeding a 14 or 15 month old I gotta, baby. I gotta be honest, um, this week we have been surviving and not thriving with Ellie's food. And that means like the easy um, like pouches with yogurt in it. I think we've done. She had, she had a lot of yogurt. She's had a lot of um, chicken nugs cooked up. She's had these little, a bunch of snow days. These little veggie tater tots that she likes. Yep. Uh, Anything that can go in an air fryer and be under ten minutes, we've given it to her this week purely because we have no idea what else to give her because we didn't plan ahead and we've just been. I will say, toddler pro tip: you just rotate out the sauces because that's all she cares about anyway. Yeah, she does love to go ahead dip, 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 dip. dip. Hello, my name is Chriselle, and I'd like to brag on myself. I'm doing really great with my work-life balance this week, spending enough time with the kids, getting some projects done, um, getting stuff done for work, and my husband and I are caught up on laundry. The house is pretty clean. I just need to vacuum today, and we are killing it. Our jobs as parents is to give kids the tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make new connections to the great big broad world out there. Here's the problem. That can be really, really daunting. The folks at KiwiCo have made it easy for my daughter, Ellie, and they are going to make it easy for you to do it for your kids as well. It doesn't matter if you have a toddler like her or if you have a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old. The KiwiCo crates are good for children of all ages. You can watch their confidence grow as big as their smile as they play and learn. The box is going to arrive in their name right to the door, and you're going to be surprised at how engaging and how much fun the projects are in the KiwiCo crate. We've only gotten the Panda crate for Ellie, but I am so excited for her to grow and her KiwiCo crates to grow with her. 
Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with the code UPSIDE at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo, K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code UPSIDE. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. My name's Diana. I'm calling from Talking Rock, Georgia. I'm doing a shout out to myself today. Um, it's been a hard week. My husband is battling stage four colon cancer. But you know what? I've gotten up every morning and I've gone to work and I've taken care of him when I've gotten home. Um, thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hi, my name is Nikki, first time caller. Long, long time listener. Um, I wanted to call in and brag about myself. So um, I've always, I've made a list of micro-anxieties since you guys have been talking about it. And a micro-anxiety that I had was um, getting a new gas cap for my car, did that, um, arranging for medications to be delivered to my house because I will take them. But if I have to pick them up first, I'm going to miss a few doses. And so I arranged for that to happen. And I also started therapy this morning uh, with someone new. And it's been on my mind. I'm at to list for a while. And even though I'm having a hard week, I wanted to brag about the things that I've been doing to help me move forward and have a more seamless um, time in the future. Thank you guys for this feature. You guys are doing a great job. Definitely a part of my Hey, um, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. I was listening to today's episode, and you're asking us to call and brag on ourselves. But I really want to call and brag on Jeff Dollar. I know he's feeling a little bit down this week, but Jeff, you are one of my favorite comedians, and you have been since you were on The Burt Show. I have memories of you making me laugh so hard while I was putting on mascara, and that was a mistake. Or, you know, hooking my eye out. And I don't know if you remember this segment, but the Chris Kirkpatrick car wash, my friends and I still laugh about that. I know we all have comedians in our lives that have like funny segments that we all remember. And I just want you to know that you're one of those people and that you're awesome and we love you. Thank you. Bye. Hey guys, it's Liz. Um, typically, after surgery to get discharged from the hospital, you have to at least pass gas. But that way they know your bowels are moving and that, you know, they don't kind of keep you there for like extra days in case you don't poop. But if you are passing gas, they know that things are moving in that direction and you're on your way. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. I just wanted to call and let you guys know that I made your chicken and dumpling recipe, Jeff. And I did, I um bake my bacon. I put my bacon in the oven, so I'll put it on foil on bake a cookie sheet and throw it in the oven and then I turn it on 350 and it normally takes about 20 minutes and then all I had to do once I took the bacon off the foil was to fold the foil up and pour the bacon grease into the pot to cook the vegetables but I also um, chopped up some broccoli small and added that to it as well and it was really good we threw ours over rice because it was I guess more of a little soupier texture even though I put cornstarch in it but it was really really good and thank you so much for the recipe love the show bye honey you have all these great ideas and you even know how to start but how much longer you gonna wait before you do how long you gonna let that fear keep on holding you back how long you gonna wait honey time ain't gonna wait on you okay 
You deserve to dream, right? But even more than that, you deserve to make the dreams come to pass. How much longer are you going to wait, baby?